Pittsburgh Steeler fans, welcome back to another Mike Tomlin Tuesday press conference recap. This is Behind the Steel Curtain Editor Dave Schofield coming at you. My goodness, we are days away from the Steelers' Christmas Eve matchup. I know some people love it, some people hate it. Regardless, it is what it is. The Steelers' next game is that primetime matchup on Christmas Eve leading up Right to the midnight hour. I mean, they should be done before midnight, obviously. But uh, our post-game show won't be, and everything else is behind the steel curtain. But uh, all of that leading right up to Christmas, I'm excited to be here. It's great talking Steelers football after a win. It really is. Hearing Coach Tomlin talk about a win is, is great. And that's exactly what he said. Well, first, of course, he started off with his typical – Good afternoon. If you watch the press conference or listen to him later, that you 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 know what I'm talking about. That's what you hear. Coach Tomlin specifically said to start off that it was good to win an attrition game. And what he meant by attrition is he's like a game where you had to win the line of scrimmage. The Steelers were in a game, they had to win the line of scrimmage. That's what hurt them the previous week. The Steelers still could have won that game when so many other avenues without winning the line of scrimmage. But they lost the game, and they lost the line of scrimmage. This week, the Steelers won the line of scrimmage. They won the line of scrimmage. They imposed their will with things. They were able to rush the ball um, effectively. I don't know how efficient it is when you want to really get down to it. It's not like they busted big plays. That's why the, the, the yards per carry numbers weren't as jumping off the page as they could have been otherwise. But they ultimately won won the game because they were able to continue to run the ball, control the clock, do things, control the line of scrimmage. And boy, did they also do it on the defensive side as well, holding the the Panthers to only 21 yards rushing. That was really controlling the line of scrimmage. Um, Coach Coach Solomon says, you know, the, 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 the offensive line won the line of scrimmage. Uh, said that they gave them manageable third downs. That's how you can have 75% third down efficiency, as Coach Tomlin noted, by having manageable third downs. Then you pull off some long ones every once in a while. This is me saying this now. Then when you have some long ones and are able to pull them off, that's great, but you're not constantly having to pull off long third downs in order to keep the ball. The Steelers did a good job doing that. When it came to, to the defense, uh, he says um, they bounced back from a negative performance versus the run and specifically mentioned the efforts of Larry Ogunjobi. And what he did in that game, um, my goodness, he set the tone right at the beginning. Um, and, and what he was able to do, he specifically mentioned Larry O. And he brought up somebody else in the Q&A um, portion as well, which we will get to. Um, he'll say, oh, he says that, you know, a lot of that's good as that the Steelers will see the best runner that they've seen this year. Meaning the guy that's rushed for the most yards so far, that um, uh, Josh Jacobs for the for the Raiders, I got to make sure I call him Las Vegas and not Oakland. I'm still going to mess that up. Um, he's rushed for over 1,500 yards. That's the that, that's the individual with the most yards that they've seen. Um, and I think he's leading the NFL. I, I, he was going into last week. I didn't check after this week yet. Um, and says that the, also Coach Tomlin, you know, acknowledge this. I love it. He says that, that the weather is going to be a component of this game. You know, it's December and January. That's what you live for, the weather being a component. He was asked more about this in the Q&A. So I'm going to say more of this to come in the second half of the podcast. Coach Tomlin rolled into talking about the Raiders before he did injuries, but he did remember the injuries this time. Um, he just happened to talk about the Raiders first. He said, Jacobs is spectacular. 
and he wins confrontations. That's how we describe him. He talked about Derek Carr and, and Adams. Why can I not remember the first name of their great wide receiver? Uh, it'll come to me at some point here. I want to see Montrevis Adams, but that's the Steelers' node tackle. Um, Devontae Adams, I'm pretty sure that's 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 the right one. Um, he's that that they have a history, you know, goes back to college. That's part of the reason why he Adams came to, to Vegas. Um, said that um they they are such a quality that they can overcome schematics. You can scheme around them, and they can overcome those schemes. To me, that's Coach Tomlin saying up. I think he's calling the players out right now. I, I mean, meaning say, hey, step up. We can scheme everything we want, but these guys are good enough they can beat it. You've got to go out and be good enough that they can't beat you. Um, and, and that's really something that, that he talked about. More on that to come in the Q&A. Man, I keep saying that, but it it really is a lot of these topics because Coach Tomlin mentioned them at the beginning. People came back and asked him more about it later, and it's some really good stuff. Um, that they, he says that they have all the components of a quality offense. You know, yeah, you you have uh, the the quality quarterback. You have good eligibles. I mean, they they got back um, their Hunter Renfro. Is a, they got back their Waller, their tight end. They they really have a, a lot of good eligibles. That you know, the, and everything else that uh, you would look for in a quality offense for their defense. Um, he says that they basically play off of their pass rushers, which sounds very familiar because the Steelers have done that in the past. Not as much this year, um, but that's a different debate we can have in the offseason. That um, they they know what Crosby and Chandler Jones can do with those guys. You know, Chandler Jones got the touchdown to win the game last week that – that really wasn't as great much as him making a play other than running over a quarterback. But, man, guys will run over a quarterback anytime they can. That was that was more of their, their opponent handed it to him. My goodness, that's crazy. If you haven't seen that, I don't know where you've been. But, yeah, the, the Raiders won on a walk-off play that, of, a, of a game that should have gone to overtime. Um, that, uh, that, and then he, Coach Tom also says special teams get even bigger when it's bad weather. So it's supposed to be very cold. It's supposed to the wind chill is supposed to be below zero um, for that game. The, the the polar vortex is rolling in to to that part of the of the country starting I think Friday afternoon. So it's gonna be cold. Uh, then Coach Tomlin got into the injuries. Um, some players that he mentioned. He says Terrell Edmonds is dealing with a hamstring injury. Deontay Johnson is dealing with some turf toe. Derek Watt with an ankle. Um, all three of those guys, he said, are guys that that um, you know you could see them early in the week. They'll probably be on today's injury report. That's right. Today, the Steelers have to give an estimated injury report because their game is on Saturday. They have to go Wednesday. Um, sorry, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday is their typical injury report progression. So it's going to be speculation because the Steelers obviously aren't practicing today. Um, so that's just that's just what they're going to do. He also mentioned Kenny Pickett. He said that, you know, the concussion is behind him. He still has to at least check a box. But he said if they did practice today, he would have been a full participant. So that's good to know. The, um, and then that rolled right in. I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to, rather than split it to say, let's roll into the questions after the break, I will tell you the first question right now. The first question is, is Kenny Pickett starting as long as he's out of the protocol? Coach Tomlin says, Yes. So that's the first question. We'll recap that after the break. Stick around. I'll be right back for all these good question and answers. 
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. And we are back, Pittsburgh Steelers fans. Let's roll into what uh, what what transpired in the question and answer session. It was really funny, and the reason I took the break there is I already started with the first question. He was asked, you know, are you starting Kenny as long as he's out? Yes. Everybody stopped for a moment because I'm pretty sure. Every reporter that was there was probably on Twitter or whatever they were doing. They were typing that one up. They had to get that one out as fast as possible. And no one stepped up to ask another question. And so, of course, uh, Bert Lawton, the, the, the senior director of communications for the Steelers, jokingly goes, Anybody else? And everyone laughs because, you know, it's not going to be a one-question press conference. But I, I think it was everyone wanted to get that news out there uh, right away. So they rolled into the rest of the press conference. So they had a little bit of a break there. That's where we took our break. Let's get into it. Coach Tom was asked about the three-safety look, um, utilizing that with, you know, in regards to the run. Are they going to use it against the Vegas and everything? He said that's one tool in the toolbox. You know, there's a lot of different things that have changed even over the last five to eight years with different defenses that you have to have as part of your arsenal now. Uh, that's just one of them. Was asked more about the weather, um, how he sees that as a factor, you know, one advantage or the other. And Coach Tom says, I'm just acknowledging that it's a factor. He's just acknowledging that it's just one more thing that, you, that you, you're going to have to have to play about. If you're playing in the snow, if you're playing in the rain, if you're playing in high wind, if you're playing in the heat, all those things are just things that you have to acknowledge going into a game. Um, he was asked about the growth of Mitch Trubisky since uh, his starts early in the season. And he said he's better equipped to answer that. But the key thing is, is he took care of the ball. Coach Tomlin was then asked about the discipline. Um that he sees from, from his team um, with things. He says, other than a couple very key plays and things that we've addressed, the discipline's been good, but you can't erase those couple key plays. He knows exactly, everyone knows exactly what he was talking about there um, when it came to the question. He was asked about Devontae, uh, Devontae Adams and how to cover him. Coach Tomlin came right out once again, as I said in the first half, kind of kind of laid it at the player's feet, says, play better, Okay. He's going, you know, you, you can't take him away. He's just too good of a player to take away. You have to you have to minimize. You can't deny. That's what you have to do with a player like that. He's still going to, you know, uh, affect the game. He's like every team has come in playing the Raiders, focusing on Devontae Adams and saying what they have to do. And yet the dude still has something like 11 touchdowns is what Coach Tomlin said. He's like, so you can't completely take him away. You can't deny him. You just have to try to minimize him as much as you can. Um, he was asked about uh, Kenny Pickett and because he you know, played at Pittsburgh, if that weather element is something that he uh, you know, might have a little bit more um, – to, to say about, but you got to remember the college game, especially their home games, they end way earlier than what they're playing now. That's me saying that. But uh, Coach Sean said, excuse me, he said that, you know, that's something that that he would be better equipped to to uh, to, to answer, Kenny Pickett would be. But um, when it comes to various players, that's something that you acknowledge in the draft process. 
Where are they from? Where have they played before? Can they play in Pittsburgh? If you've got two guys pretty much ranked, this is me talking, not Coach Chomden saying, but if you've got two guys that are pretty much ranked evenly and one guy is accustomed to playing in cold weather and the other one hasn't ever really done it, I think I know which one the Steelers are going to draft because of acknowledging playing in Pittsburgh. Um, so he says that's part of the draft discussion, but that's not the end-all be-all. Um specifically mentioned Deontay Johnson said he played, he, he played in Toledo, you know, he's from Tampa, but then he played, he played college in Toledo, which, which changed everything. Um, asked if it was um, helpful to have a week off for Kenny Pickett to maybe sit back and watch things. And uh, coach Tomlin basically said, you know, I, I'd rather he learn as he plays, but it's not that he can't take anything away um, from that time as well. Was asked about Kevin Dotson and Dan Moore. Um, learning to play together more. Um, he says that he thinks, you know, like a lot of the guys in the line, the arrow's pointing up. A lot of that's they're better at communicating. He says that these guys are just spending time together on and off the field. He says they're, they're at a similar place in life. I like this quote. He says, nobody's got a bunch of car seats in the back, is the way he said it. So, in other words, these are two younger guys just starting off the NFL. They they, they can bond over other things than just playing the left side of the Steelers' offensive line. But uh, those are guys that, um, to me, it it's not that that these guys are oh they they shouldn't be replaced or upgraded or anything like that. That's not the case. I'm definitely not saying that. But these guys are younger with less experience. You would expect the left side of the offensive line to take longer to get going throughout the season than it would the right side that has three guys on their second contracts where the other two guys are on their rookie contracts. Think about that for a second. It, so there for a while, would it seem like, oh, the left side's really letting them down? Those guys are still trying to catch up. They don't have the experience that the other guys do. So that's just so, something to keep in mind. Um, was asked about the immaculate reception and what that means to him. And just to speak on that, it was really funny. He said, I was in section 135 that day. Um, everyone laughed. You know, Then he acknowledged that he was four months old, Coach Tomlin. And he says that he's met 75,000 people who said they've been there. Um, but he, but this was all, you know, good, funny stuff, but ultimately he says it's an honor to be a part of it and a part of that celebration and a part of that organization. Um, he asked about if he has to educate young guys about it, about the immaculate reception. He just said YouTube. <laughs> and then he went on to, to, to explain that, you know, some of these things that we think that these young people don't necessarily, that they might, might not know because of their age, they just, they have other avenues to go look it up. You know, and he's like, all you got to do is YouTube the Immaculate Reception and, and you're going to get learn everything you need to know. Now, even someone who wasn't alive to the Immaculate Reception, I still remind Steelers fans of this all the time, and they don't realize this. The Immaculate Reception gave the Pittsburgh Steelers their first ever playoff win. Not only that, it gave them their first ever playoff touchdown. They had only ever played one playoff game in their history up until that game, and they didn't score. And in that game, they had not scored a touchdown. That was their first touchdown. These are things that even now some people that, that were around for that might not even realize um, the significance of that. Um, then he was asked about Franco, and he's like, he's just a special man. He's got a passion for Pittsburgh. Talked about him, uh, Franco and his wife being on uh, the uh, same committee for, oh, I can't remember. I didn't have room to write it down. 
um, for something with with Pittsburgh and and you know doing things for the community. And he says he's just a, a great guy that does stuff for Pittsburgh for young people. Can't speak him, um, enough about Franco as the man because he said he never knew him as the player, other than I guess if he goes back and watches YouTube. <laughs> um, um, was asked about players trying all they can, acknowledging that they don't want to be the team that has the first losing record for the Steelers since 2003. Coach Tomlin's like, "Hey, we're just we're out here doing our thing. That's just." You know, no one wants to have a losing record. That's that's a part of what it is. It's not like that's our overall. Just not having the the, the losing record isn't the focus. You know, they got to go out and win football games. Um, then he was asked about you know games still having meaning. The Steelers haven't been eliminated from the postseason. It's very very narrow. They could they could win this week and be eliminated from the postseason based on other things. But um it was asked about having still still have meanings to games. And coach Tomlin answered, I loved his answer. He says if the scoreboard if that sorry, I almost messed that up. If the scoreboard is on, there's meaning. So in other words, you're out there playing a football game. Your goal is to win. If the scoreboard's on, there's meaning to the game. Um was asked about Devin Bush. He says, you know, he's he's I was asked about him, you know, really flying more downhill, having one of his better games. Um, he says he's he's been really solid um, and just, you know, comfort and other stuff like that. Was asked about the run stop um, that um, uh, this this year, this year, sorry, this week against the Raiders. Um, he says, you know, it's 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 different people, different personnel. You know, it's a different situation. But it is still the same fundamentals that you have to implement in order to be able to stop the run. Um, was asked more about Derek Carr. Says he's a rhythm decision maker. Told a story about him and at the Pro Bowl when Coach Tomlin coached the Pro Bowl and and something like that. Um, I'm not going to get into that too much. Um, uh, let's see. Then um, also what it, what asked about stopping the run where he mentioned Ogan Joby in the opening. Coach Tomlin also said it, he he needed to acknowledge the efforts of Terrell Edmonds in that as well. Um, and that that he that he did a nice job uh, with those things. Was asked about um, anything dealing with the Marcus Allen issue, and he just said kept that in house, keeping that in house, keeping it between us. Uh, was asked about Mark uh, Mark Robinson, you know, actually getting on the field for defense uh, to talk about uh, his play. Coach Tom said it's not enough of a sample size to really determine anything, but it was good for him to reach a point that they could put him on the field. Good for him to get those snaps. I've been saying for a long time, people are like they should get out, put him out there, see what he can do. I'm like, they don't put him out there if he's not ready. Guys played one year of linebacker in college. If you could get him out there even on a limited basis in very specific situations where he can do exactly what you want him to do and say, go do that. Great. That's the kind of thing you want to do. He's still learning. I mean, imagine he had played one year as linebacker in college. Now he's got to go to the NFL and do all that. It's got to take some time, but I think the Steelers are really encouraged, especially for what he could bring next year. Um, he was asked about uh, uh, his last two questions were about, possibly injured players that he didn't mention before they were miles jack uh he said yeah you know he should be available this week but if we you know if i'm listing something today it's going to be limited that already tells us what it's probably going to be later um and then he was asked about uh, pat fairmoo's foot uh it was interesting because i was hoping he'd answer more about is that why he wasn't targeted all in the game played less snaps things like that coach Sean didn't even acknowledge last week he's like you know, other than saying he played last week Hopefully that means he can play this week, but we'll see as the week progresses what's going on with Pat Fairmuth. So that is the Coach Tomlin press conference for this week. 
Ooh, yeah, we'll, we have pretty much our same schedule with everything going on with the Steelers playing on Saturday. Um, we will be doing last-minute thoughts. It will probably be coming out, I think, Saturday afternoon um, on the audio side because it doesn't do any good to go Sunday morning, the game Saturday night, along with everything else going in there. The post-game show, you're getting that from the Aussies. Down under. There might be someone else thrown in there if they want to step in with it. Uh, we're, we'll still see. Those guys are stepping up, handling that show, because for them, it's Christmas afternoon, and they can't normally do post-game shows because – you know, whether it's a, a Sunday game or a Monday night game, it's always in the middle of their next work day. So instead, it's going to be them in their Christmas afternoon. They can break down after watching that game. Those guys are going to be great. They will make sure that they give you great analysis and great fan perspective all at the same time. So make sure you don't miss that. Then we'll be right back to everything with scheduled next week with your regular podcasts. Everything is going to be coming at you behind the curtain.com. I already mentioned the change in when the injury reports come out. Um, so other than that, we're rolling on. The Steelers got three games left. I can't wait to watch all three of them. There'll be a long time in there where I'm going to wish I have Steelers football to watch. But uh, to me, the biggest thing the Steelers can do is, is finish this season on a positive note to roll into next year. Some people want them to finish on a bad note so they get a higher draft pick. One draft, you know, Picking higher in the first round is not going to give you the difference that that going into the offseason with a winning mentality would give. The, it's just it's not going to. That's just what, what it's going to be. And as someone else said, unless you're trying to get way up top to get a quarterback, it doesn't matter if you're if you're drafted, you know, a few draft positions isn't going to be the biggest thing in the world. I I have a tendency to agree with that. I, the Steelers have no reason to draft a quarterback in the first round this year. They did last year. Um, so they're not going to be looking to do that for a while because they they gotta be able to evaluate who they did draft. Um, so let's get some wins with the Steelers team. Let's roll into this offseason winning as much as you can. So thank you so much for joining me. And as I always say to finish these off, go Steelers. Yeah.